He's like, yeah, brother. Yeah. Like, all the Hulkamaniacs run. I'm like, that's going to be crazy to hear him do that. I, I Jeez. We're live now, Tommy. All right, everyone. Chill. All right, guys. Welcome to Nerds on Ice. I'm your host, S.H.I.E.L.D. Director Chris Fury. Nerds on Ice is a show where we discuss geek pop culture sprinkled with a little bit of social commentary. And with us tonight is our four esteemed guests. Uh, first up is Vin Cheese, one half of the husband and wife cosplay duo deemed Mixed Madness Cosplay, having won Best Group Duo at multiple conventions with their 17th century gender swap Joker and Harley Quinn. You can check out her work on Instagram on Mixed Madness Cosplay. Next up is Douglas F. Bradley II, an award-winning stage actor and director in Cleveland. He also serves as artistic director for the Mighty Goliath Productions in Avon Lake outside of theater the father of three counts himself as the nerdiest dads out there. Next up is Mr. Deacon, a former USMC and U.S. Army vet and graduate of OMS, host of the Mr. Deacon Experience on iHeartRadio and Spotify. You can follow him on Instagram at the Mr. Deacon Experience. And lastly, we have Crazy Eight the Great, an award-winning lyricist and anti-bullying activist and only moral MC to master Ultra Instinct. Crazy Eight the Great is on all social media platforms, and his album can be pre-ordered on 72120, which is his birthday. So happy birthday, we don't catch up. And every person that pre-orders will get an exclusive song. He also is doing a prize giveaway for three of those lucky people who do pre-order. The album drops on 82020. So thank you all for coming on to the pilot episode of <laughs> Nerds on Ice. How's it going, everybody? So tonight's conversation is big on everybody's lips. It is about the actress who should play Storm and is going to segue into who should play Storm. How should she be brought into the MCU? And obviously light skin, dark skin, that's always seems to have been an issue in the past. And we're going to try to get that in as well. So, uh, Right now, we have 15 actresses, well, actually 16 now, actresses who have been thought of or have thrown their hat into the ring for playing Storm. So I'm going to run down the list. And the first, well, not first, but we're going to start at 15. Uh, Freema Aggieman, who uh, you probably know as one of the the other half of Doctor Who, playing alongside uh, David Tennant. Uh, she's a cutie. She played Martha Jones. She was the doctor. She was also the doctor on Doctor Who, I should say. Uh, Ruth Negga, who you've last seen on the TV show uh, Preacher. We have Carrie Washington coming in at 13. Kiki Palmer. Tandy Newton. Sonequa Martin-Green from Walking Dead. Janelle Monet. Rosario Dawson, DeWanda Wise, who's actually one of my favorite picks, Sadell mm-hmm. uh, Noel from uh, Netflix Glow, Gugu Mbathu Raw, who was also on Doctor Who as well as the film Fast Color. I can't believe I'm actually mentioning this one, but okay. Uh, Beyonce <laughs> Knowles. Naomi Harris, who was last seen in Skyfall. Zoe Kravitz. And number one, Kiki Lane from If Beale Street Could Talk. So, uh, 
Also, the last one to actually throw her, well, she's shown interest in throwing her hat in the ring, is Yatiti Daki, who was playing the African goddess, uh, uh, Bilquis on American Gods. So she's also on my list. So what do you guys think? Uh, she's on my list as well. She's definitely so, on my list. <laughs> yeah. yeah I think a, a lot of the women whose names you read off are so young. And if they're trying to tie it into Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman is in his 40s. So, like, I feel like it just you doesn't look it. That, that's, yeah, that, that's that Wakandan juice there, you know. But it is funny. <laughs> I, I look at some of the ages of them. And I'm like, they're older than they look, but you know, they're blessed. I think that's the most important piece, though, coming into the conversation is how old is she going to be when they introduce her? Right? Like, when you're talking about who's going to play the role. I personally love Tandy Newton. I think she'd be incredible. She's probably on the, the she's the, I think the oldest on that list or close to it. Mm-hmm. So if they're bringing in Storm as leader of X-Men gold team, then yeah, Tandy Newton all day. But if they're bringing her in to be young queen of Wakanda with, with T'Challa, then it's a different story. Mm-hmm. Okay. I Digging. think, uh, uh, I think part of it too <laughs> is they, uh, like Storm is like six feet tall or five eleven, six feet. So you need an actress who can't just play tough, but looks like a literal goddess. And, you know, so if you have someone who's five feet tall playing the role, it's like, oh, like, so you need someone who can be physically imposing as well as like act the role. Mm -hmm. So I think that's another thing, too, is uh, finding someone who just exudes absolute strength and power. Okay, I can I can agree on that, but uh, they can go back and do the same thing they did with with the with the hobbits, the same technology they did. You can come in, you can come in four foot four foot nine, and I'll make you look seven. They can do the same technology they did in that movie. With, you know what I'm saying with mm. Lord of the Rings, the same thing. Mm. So I'm gonna throw somebody in the hat. I was thinking about Issa Rae from uh, um, Insecure. Nice, that's a nice. I was and you got and, and you got to think as far as height. Storm is yeah. kind of a fashionista, so she wears high heel boots anyway. So, you know. no doubt. <laughs> so you can do what Prince did for years. <laughs> you know, so it, it just—they all great. But I, I'm, I will say this: I do believe I got to think about um, artistic and creative in, uh, activity when it comes to the what I created. If I created something, I wanted to stay close to that. Me personally, I honestly think that. Uh, Stan Lee might be rolling over in his grave. That's just me. Because if, if I created something and it took me years to create, I would be upset about certain things. I created this character. That's the way I, I would like the character to, to be. If that character got changed, I would be upset because I feel like the integrity of my creativity, you compromised it. Certain characters are made to be certain people. And if it's uh, Storm is a chocolate sister, and I want a chocolate sister to play it. That's just how I feel. If you know, like when that, they did that fantastic form when Michael B. Jordan played Johnny Storm, I was like, Mm-mm, "That's not gonna work." <laughs> you know, just it, it's not to be racial or anything like that. It's just certain characters. If you wanted that character to be that way, then you should have made him that way. And but it's not. It's this way. So I want to ride with that and and honor Stanley 
with his creativity and keep that character. So I need a chocolate sister. So I need Janelle Monet. I need Issa Rae and a couple of uh, old girl you said from um, American Gods. I need that mm-hmm. person to be that way. And if I got to put six inch stilettos on her, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I'm going to let somebody else say something. <laughs> No, I com- I completely agree with you on that one. Yeah, my, I guess I guess since you know, I guess we ain't talking about who who should have played her back in the day, but I would have to go with yeah, with old girl from from American Gods, man. Basically, because she already played a godly deity already. You know what I'm saying? She has um, she could do the dialect. She could, you know what I'm saying? Like you can keep it authentic, or we can go with a, a no name person who's of African. That you know got some acting chops and could could pull it off that way. Like um, actually, like we don't always got to cast some ultra famous somebody or something like that. Like give somebody new a chance to like step into that and be identified as that character. Like there was no Harry Potter before Daniel Radcliffe. You knew he was born to be Harry Potter. Like you know what I'm saying. So how about we how about we go that route for a change? Now, now Deacon, you mentioned. She has to be a chocolate. Uh, Storm is a chocolate sister. She is. Exactly. So you want the actress to be dark, uh, a chocolate sister. So that leads to that other part of it, the light skin and the dark skin. Now, we've already had Storm in two iterations. And mm-hmm. you had Halle Berry, and then you had the other actress. I Her name's uh, Alexandria Ship. That's her name. Yeah. Um, and I did my, not agree. I, I did not agree. I, no, honestly, not at all. They, you know, they gave Hallie a really bad wig. Um, oh, God. Yeah. The wig. And, I mean, then, I, and, and they never uh, got it right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as someone who is biracial, when I was younger, I was like, hey, that looks like me. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. But I also was so young that I didn't understand or recognize the, um, the fact that colorism exists. Um, especially because when white people look at me or my mom, who is like Wesley Snipes dark, like <laughs> they see us both as black women. But I didn't understand at the time that they're even within that spectrum, though, I'm treated differently because how light my skin is compared to someone else. And so having someone who is a dark skinned black woman, they're going to have a very different experience than someone who looks like me. So even though that collective experience of being black is the same, even within that, it can be different. And Storm being African, like she needs to be, look like she is from Africa. You know, yes, she was born in, I think the Bronx, but like she grew up in Egypt and was of Nigerian parentage, I believe. Nigerian royalty, actually. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So there was, there wasn't a white father or, you know, or anything like that. She wasn't biracial. She was all black. So I think that is an important distinction to make. So I, I would be very disappointed if again, they went with someone who was biracial personally or someone who was of white skin, just because it doesn't make sense for the role and like I get at the time Halle Berry was the black actress like you wanted a black actress you got Halle Berry and unfortunately for her not only was I I think she miscast but they did not do that character justice (laughs) in any way that you could like overlook it it's like oh can you give her at least a good wig can you have her have an accent something anything worst one liner in in movie history I swear (laughs) the same thing that and I love Halle Berry but that was the worst one liner 
Oh. And then they tried to like have her have an accent at one point, and then she forgot. Oh, like, yeah. you remember yeah. that? She totally threw that right out the window. Yeah, <laughs> and she was like, the accent. <laughs> she was so sidelined. It was like, all right, one in a movie, we're gonna have her float, do some lightning, right, and then three other lines, and that's it. And it's like, do you realize who this is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, I think, going back to the list, um, the name that stood out to me a little bit too was uh, Sidel Noel. And I think she fits, like, she checks a lot of those boxes, right? Like, she's physically imposing. Mm-hmm. If you've watched Glow, like, she has the acting shops to match anybody in Hollywood. I'm surprised she's not a more known commodity. But to that extent, I think it's cool that you could have kind of a fresh face and someone who, you know, the fact that Beyonce's on the list makes me want to hurl. <laughs> it's no offense to Beyonce. She's incredibly talented, but like she doesn't need to be an X-Man. She doesn't need to be Storm. She's Beyonce. I couldn't watch Beyonce as Storm and say, oh, I'm watching Storm. No, I'm watching Beyonce play Storm. Be- Beyonce could be Dazzler and I'd be fine with that. <laughs> yeah. uh, He's a singer. I can, yeah. can play that role. Yeah, stay, yoga. Yeah. stay in your lane. But see, then you would be changing the character again. <laughs> you know, so now you got to deal with that. You know, so I just, I know, like I said, Beyonce is multi talented. It's just when I heard about that, I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, no, no. no. I, honestly, yeah. I think that deal is more of a, a musical aspect you know she might have a part who knows or she's just using her power as far as entertainment to push her way into something exactly that's not always the best well well beyonce plays it we'll get all these people in the theater you know and Mm -hmm. to the true comic book fan you're going to be upset you're going to be pissed like why (laughs) you know so it is what it is you know I think there's a lot of fear still with uh, movies that are either female or and or minority led that if you don't have a big name playing that character or if they aren't like saddled with another big name actor, that it's not mm-hmm. going to sell and you're not giving enough credit to the people who for years want to see Storm amazingly represented on screens. Like those seats will be filled as long as the person you cast is, you know, looks the part and can act the part and the story is good. The name is almost second to that because you can cast the biggest star in the world, but if I don't like them or don't like what you're doing with it, I'm going to be less excited to see it. Like I personally, I had never heard of Chadwick Boseman before Black Panther, but I was like, I don't care who it is. I'm going to go see it. (laughs) Right. Right. I think that's an interesting point, too, just about the character as a whole. Um, You know, for so long, she's been a part of an ensemble, at least in terms of film, with the X-Men. And now potentially introducing her into Black Panther. Not that she couldn't be super relevant in that story, but, like, she's got enough gusto in her story arc throughout you know, Storm's entire growth, whether it be the trauma of her parents dying and her growing up on the streets of Egypt, like there's a great story there. She could easily have her own standalone, which of course, you know, the MCU said they're probably not going to be jumping into X-Men or Fantastic Four properties for the next five years or whatever, unless maybe they're tying it into something else that they're already doing. So speaking of tying in, uh, there's been word that if anyone remembers the scene from Endgame, when Steve Rogers goes back in time and he sees Peggy Carter, there's some conversation being had. And she says that Braddock's team has encountered some lightning and Peggy Carter says she'll check the weather projections. Mm-hmm. So there's word of possibly maybe this might be the entrance 
that they're looking for for Storm herself. Is this a good way for the X Men to get brought into the universe? Crazy eight the great since I got you on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah, no, I feel like if they gave each individual X Men their own entrance to the MCU before just introducing them as an ensemble, I think it'd be much better. Like, mm-hmm. um, like if if some kind of Hulk story gives us Wolverine's origin, like it did in the comics. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the to bring them in like that. So I feel like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm on board with giving them their own shine before they're in an ensemble. You know what I'm saying? So let's, let's go with that. I ship that. Do you think it's going too fast to bring Storm in that fast or bring the X-Men in that fast? Because the first rumor that was coming out was... Uh, Bring Prince Namor, the Submariner, right. as the next big bad. You know, yeah, right? So, um, is the question like, is it is that is it happening too soon if we do it that way? Or, yeah, yeah. no, nah, I feel like you can you can breadcrumb us into a, a larger X Men ensemble through whatever Marvel Phase Four and Five is. So similar, sprinkle, yeah, so similar to what they did with Phil Coulson bringing right. in the Agents of Shield. Okay, right. I'm, I'm I'm good with that. I feel like we have enough time, and it's still a cool enough period because that Dark Phoenix was so trash. So oh bad, oh, oh bad. Although the train scene was, was badass, the train scene was oh. badass. I'll give him that. I, okay. I forgot I was watching that movie in the middle of watching it. <laughs> Like I, I, I zoned out so bad and looked back at my iPad. I was like, oh, is that still on? So Yeah, and the train scene yeah. is only badass because of Magneto and surprisingly Nightcrawler. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, let's mm-hmm. let's breadcrumb let's breadcrumb a larger X-Men ensemble through whatever the the next two phases of Marvel MCU movies is gonna be. And Doug. um yeah, it's gonna be dope. Yeah, Doug, what you think? So X-Men's my favorite Marvel property. Like, hands down, it's the one I grew up obsessing over, collecting comic books for, et cetera. And, like, the the X-Men fan <laughs> of me is like, I don't care. Give me an X-Men movie now that erases everything that Fox did because they were terrible. They weren't all terrible, but any movie that makes X3 X-Men United look okay is an awful <laughs> movie. And the last two installments were that. Um, but to the same point, like I understand they can't just, you know, blow everything out in one big go. I love the idea of the breadcrumbs introduce each character, different franchise, bring them together around Charles Xavier, like let it be, let it happen organically. Don't force it. Cause I think that's also the issue Fox ran into is they forced everything. And even when they Mm -hmm. introduced great characters like Nightcrawler, they, they just didn't do it well. Mm -hmm. Um, I, not familiar with where it stands now, but I remember when they brought in uh, Wanda Maximoff and Quicksilver into the Marvel universe, wasn't there some sort of arrangement between Marvel and Fox that they could have yes. the characters, but they couldn't say they were mutants or use yeah, certain there was, nicknames? Yeah. There was a is mutant clause, as they call it. Is that still how that would work? <laughs> or you know, are they going to be like, you can use Storm, you just can't call her a mutant, you can't call her, like, are they, how would that work? across the two different uh, companies is what I'm curious about. Well, since Disney pretty much strong on Fox, (laughs) (laughs) they did the move we all wanted, you know, uh, they they managed to get, they own everyone except Spider-Man. 
Mm-hmm. And right, they have right. a deal okay. with, and they actually have a deal with Sony. And yes. I think if 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 the mouse wanted to, he could probably take that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but he's just like, ah, I'm gonna play nice with this one. But yeah, uh, yeah they uh, Fox just has no, they have no say in it right now. Like they they have, they own nothing. They own no Punisher, Good. no Daredevil, none of them. <laughs> they, they own nothing that belongs to Marvel anymore. Which um, only sucks because that means we lose Evan Peters as. Uh, oh, no. Silver. Yes. He was oh, yeah. the only thing that saved most of those X Men movies. He was yeah. so yeah. good. Who would have yeah. thought that that was the shining moment? That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that was really freaky. Yeah, I, yeah. I got a question too. To take a role into uh, Evan Peters supposed to take a role in, in, in One Division. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So. We don't know how that's going to work, but wouldn't it be funny if he was the Quicksilver in the One Division Six? <laughs> they brought him in and they were like, "Hey, you did such a great job." Uh, not only is Ryan Reynolds keeping his job, but so are you. Right. <laughs> now these are supposed to be two different Earths. I could have sworn that they were saying that where the X Men are in this Earth and then the uh, Avengers are. So where's the transgression? Where is the transition, excuse me, between if you got this Earth and this X-Men, that's what I was told. They're not the same Earth of Marvel in the MCU. Well, so, here's, here's, a, here's a play on words. What did Tony Stark say in Endgame? Oh, Lord. When he, when he snapped his fingers, his whole thing was bring everybody back. At the time, we're thinking, and this is just a theory, we're thinking, Everybody that died in, in Infinity War. Maybe. Did they show you Wolverine get turned to dust? Did they show you <laughs> Professor X get turned to... They I'm just saying, you can, can do live. a lot of things with a lot of stuff. I, yeah. I get it. But I, some things I'm like, man, stop the madness. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, well, so... It, I think to your point, though, like even Fahey's come out and said something about they're introducing the multiverse in a more tangible capacity right like the the idea that it, maybe it's in the dr strange uh the next dr strange movie okay. yeah. we're going to focus a lot on parallel universes so there's an opportunity there to cross over even if you are talking about the x-men being in one universe and the avengers being in another also so, too with the eternals being introduced that does you know yeah. introduce the deviant gene which is supposed to, you know, spawn the the X gene, which then is, you know, mutants or whatever. So it they is, can, they can toss it up. Yeah, so what so many- what do you think the dynamic should be between Storm and T'Challa when she is introduced? Should it be an old girlfriend, or should it be uh, someone new that he's come across since Nakia has not exactly? <laughs> accepting him because let's face it uh-huh. if you're a fan of Black Panther you know Nakia really ends up becoming the crazy ex-girlfriend anyway mm-hmm. so I think a, a little yeah. bit of a little bit of both <laughs> a little bit of both you gotta keep that intrigue in there a little bit of both and I, I would be cool with that you know so I mean if you remember BET BET did Black Panther back in the day and old oh, oh boy from uh, I can't think of his name right now he voiced Black Panther. If you remember, oh. when Black yeah, he was, came he, was in, he was in Captain Marvel and um, um, as well as Guardians. I yeah, know yeah. About, uh, yeah. So and um, what you call it? The singer Jill Scott was actually Storm. Yes, she was. So 
that I like the way they brought that in. You know, she made the phone call. What you doing? I've been looking for her for years. And I think, you know, to reintroduce that old love interest what might bring a little bit more intrigue to it. They could try that route. We'll see. You know, I don't think just last playing Storm, though. I'm going to tell you that. Though. No. <laughs> so what are your takes on what are your takes on Janelle Monet playing Storm now? I've seen a mock photo of T'Challa and Janelle Monet, and she's and she's in the punk storm look. She's wearing the punk storm, which whoever mocked that photo looked fantastic. Yeah, I I mean I don't dislike her. I it's the weirdest <laughs> it's the weirdest thing, but like her overall face shape is just not what I pictured in my own head mm-hmm. when I pictured Storm. I just pictured a woman with much stronger features than she has. That's just personal preference. Like that's pretty much my only complaint against her. And she is five feet tall, but as you said, we can hobbit her and put her in some some platform heels, give her a box to stand on. Um, But that's my overall thing is like, I just don't find her imposing enough. She need but, a chisel like jaw. You want to chisel her jaw? What does she need? A couple yeah, of facial like, hairs or something? I don't know. I don't know. What I does just, she I, need? I just there's just something about it. like I think she is absolutely gorgeous, and I it's it's the weirdest thing. But I look at her, I'm like she's just not who in my head I like connect to the images I see of the cartoon of Storm. I get like it. I think I think she would look great as Storm, but it's just like this. It's very close. It's like just missing for me. I don't know can't put my finger directly on it, but I wouldn't be upset if she got it. But, um, but I think my... Yeah. Like, I think I would I would be more on board if I saw more of her work as an actress. Um, like, I love her. You know what I'm saying? Musically and, and things like that, she's cool for sure. So I need, like, I need to see what she's done. Yeah, she's already trying to make her way into the acting world. Uh, right. She has two films. Um, one's a show, and I think she has a film that's coming out. So I and think it's horror just, related. Yeah, yeah, and I, okay. you know, mm-hmm. she's she has a good look. Don't get me wrong. Uh, right. I think it's just acting wise is finding out where she stands. She has a look. Mm-hmm. That's a given. Uh, but just trying to find out acting wise where she stands on that. Uh, uh, aspect is something that everybody wants to look at uh, another issue they did that they always had in the past with storm is they really did kind of strip her of her her essence you know when i when i read anything that has has storm involved whether it's an x-men whether it's a solo book whether it's in black panther she always has this and she is of royalty but she she carries herself, even in the cartoon, she carries herself with this regalness. So I think, honestly, I think Angela Bassett. Thank you. She was actually up for the role. She's a little old now, you know. She was up for the role against Halle Berry, I read. Like, she, Angela Bassett was considered at the time when they did the first X-Men and it infamously went to... Halle Berry. He should have been the only person to play Storm, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, yeah. she, she, I mean, she has this very because Angela Bassett has this very strong, yeah. outstanding presence. You know, she's, yeah, she's ripped. She's fine. Yeah. she's that. You know, yeah, she, that would have worked. <laughs> that would have worked about, about twenty years ago. <laughs> if you think about the voice actors that did Storm in the in the animated series, Angela Bassett is like the closest to almost show accurate. Depiction, 
I, I love, I, yeah, I love how when Black Panther was just coming out and they were showing like the steel images and they show yeah. Angela Bassett with the white cornrow braids and everybody was yeah. like, is that Storm? I'm like, it's not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that easy. Well, and not to shove a, a square peg in a round hole or to be a broken record, but when I watch Sidel Noel, I get real strong Angela Bassett vibes. Like she's just okay. got that meat. Yeah, she's she's just kind of especially I don't know if you've watched Glow, viewers at home, if you've watched Glow, if you haven't, do it. It's great. But like she's just she's so far above everyone else. And it's not even on purpose, right? Like it's just it's her essence, right? To that extent about Storm as you brought up before. So it's we're coming up on time. That sucks. Uh, <laughs> but it's going to be interesting that whenever all of this COVID blows over and we can get to normalcy of, you know, seeing films, hopefully this does not. We still have a good what two years before we even see a Black Panther sequel. Uh, we still have time already. The the scheduling for Marvel films have already been pushed back. You know, we, right. we normally we would have already seen Black Widow. We would have right. been waiting on the Eternals at this point. So everything's got pushed back. You know, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, obviously I wasn't su- surprised that they're not coming out next or next month. I'm not surprised by that. You know, they just picked up production. I, I know they're not finished. I was already expecting a fall premiere anyway which is right around the time I do believe that WandaVision is coming out. So, hey, you know, push it back. We get just as much Marvel in one month because there's going to be a year, if I remember the slate correctly, it's going to be a year where there's at least five Marvel films (laughs) dropping in one year, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which means, you know, that's another billion dollar year for Disney, you know. So Mm -hmm. we'll see. But guys, I, I do truly enjoy talking about the goddess yes. as I've known her to be. Yes. Uh, I, I will not call her by any other name. I've, I've read her in, in the latest Black Panther book and she's always struck me as no matter how much T'Challa protects her, he knows he can leave her on the field and she can handle anything else that's coming her way. Yeah, right. He'll, but he still wants to protect her. But he's just like, you know, are you going to save her? Oh no, she's got this. Trust me. Now, now I must say, <laughs> now I must say that she did have a little short relationship with Logan, and she did have a short relationship with Forge. Don't yeah. forget that. Yeah, and but, they're not black. No, they're not. They're not. <laughs> so he's more forgiving of Forge, but he can't exactly. stand Logan. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> he's like, I, I smell him on you. Like he yeah. literally is like, I smell him. on like you've been around like they they don't have exactly the best of relationships and they know it they both know it you know but neither one of them they're, they're, gonna, they're not gonna come to blows as much as they want to but they're like they're like yeah hey, whatever hey, hey man forge and make something out of this world <laughs> yeah. you know, for real. He, he was that dude he was an underrated x-men yeah, he really period. is underrated he really you know? is underrated um, I would like to see what they do with that, you know, uh, going forward with the new acquisition of all their characters coming back to Marvel and seeing more of what they have to go on. I would absolutely love to see what they have planned. So, but unfortunately, guys, this is the end of this show. 
man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need more time. Uh, right. <laughs> but I want to thank everybody out for coming out to uh, the Nerds on Ice pilot. We're gonna get. We're gonna have more. We're gonna have some of you guys coming back. Uh, thank you, Vicence. Thank you, Crazy Eight the Great. Thank you, Mister Deacon, Bradley. and thank you, Doug Bradley. Doug Bailey. No problem. <laughs> uh, Doug Bailey. Uh, thank you for talking talking to me today. I'm your host, Chris Fury. For Nerds on Ice. Tune in next week. We got something more crazy to talk about. We'll have some more great guests coming on. And until then, I'm your director for Shield, Chris Fury. Out. <laughs> <laughs>